Welcome back to the one, two Kentucky blue podcast. I'm your host, coach John Spurlock. Thank you so much for tuning in today. Today, our topic, we are going to be talking about our internship at the university of Kentucky. We're going to start off by talking about how much it has grown over the past years. And then my guests today, and I'll, I'll introduce them in a second. We're going to talk about each one of their roles and how they have developed through their time at Kentucky. And we'll make it a point to make sure you understand how each position is a little bit unique. Uh, but before we go any further, my guests today are Coach Ryan DeVrent. Everybody knows Coach D. And then along with him, we have Coach Ethan Corals, better known as Coach Q, Coach Steven Strobus, and then Coach Ken Knox. Thank you so much for joining us today, guys. So the first thing I want to touch on, and I think D would agree, is that our internship program uh, since we have been here for 14, 15 years, it has been the one area that I feel like we have grown the most as a program. It has started off from essentially being nothing to maybe having one volunteer intern um, with us each semester to what it is now. And I kind of want to touch on that. So currently, our internship program, as we go through the academic year, is we have four or five paid interns and those interns their official title with us is coaching assistant and their roles and responsibility vary based on which teams they are working with their experience level but our overall goal was to make sure that we are developing them as strength coaches and professionals so that we can equip and launch them into uh, their next position and their next position might be in a different role with us here at Kentucky or it might be us trying to get them another internship, finding them a GA spot. Or in the case of uh, Coach Q, we're trying to find Coach Q a full-time position. Uh, but with that being said, I kind of wanted to talk through how our overall internship flows. So one thing it's important to know, and I, I believe I mentioned this on the podcast in previous episodes, is that Coach DeBrent and I, We've been in this program for a long time, but each of us started as paid interns. So when I got here in 2006, he got on board in 2007, uh, we started off as paid interns and our supervisors and our mentors have played a pivotal role in our development. They were very intentional with uh, how we grew as strength coaches and people, and we were able to, to be promoted and move into the positions that we are in now. So uh, we take great pride in developing our young strength coaches because if it wasn't for the people who came before us and our, and our supervisors, if they didn't do that, we wouldn't be able to be in the positions we are now. Uh, but kind of breaking it down. So how it works now is typically all of our interns come in during the summer and in the months of June and July, they are working with us as volunteers. So meaning we're not able to pay them. And uh, during those two months, we tried to teach them how to be better coaches, how to be the best strength coach they can be, grow them as leaders, and making sure they understand the ins and outs of being a Kentucky strength coach. Once uh, we get a few weeks into that summer internship, we know we're going to take four or five of those, those young coaches and then keep them on staff, hire them on 
as paid interns, like I said, are coaching assistant positions and keep them on for the, the academic year, so that fall and that spring semester. Um, so typically during the summer, we have, let's say, seven to eight interns, and then we're going to keep four or five of them on for the academic year. Um, as we're picking those people from the summer, we always go off our core values. So we wanna make sure that we are keeping people on our staff that are people of high character and integrity. And uh, each, like I mentioned before, each one of those positions is a little bit different. So we'll kind of break it down. So Coach Q's position, he was with us as a coaching assistant, uh, pretty much a one-year gig. He was Coach Brent's right-hand man when it came to assisting him with baseball, softball, and gymnastics. Um, in the past, when Coach Knox was a summer intern back in summer 2018, we hired him on board, knowing that he was going to eventually move into our GA spot. And kind of switching gears a little bit, how our GA positions work is you do start as a summer intern where you're not getting paid. And then if we decide to keep you on board, you're going to be a coaching assistant for the next academic year. And then that following academic year, then you move into the GA role where we start paying for your graduate classes and you get a stipend on top of that. But during that, that first year where you're a coaching assistant, your main job is to assist the graduate assistant that you are going to be replacing. So you're pretty much shadowing the person that has, had, that has your position that you will eventually move into for uh, an entire academic year. That allows them to establish, establish relationships with the student athletes, with their sport coaches, and to grow even more as a strength coach. Um, then we have somebody that is in uh, Coach Strobus's role, where Coach Strobus came in as a summer intern. We wanted to keep on, him on board. We thought it was just gonna be for the, uh, the, the next academic year. He did such a great job that he is going to be on the super long path with us. So Coach Knox is gonna end up being with us for three years. Uh, Coach Strobus is gonna end up being with us with four years, because eventually Strobus will replace Knox. So, as Coach Strobus uh, goes into this next academic year, his main goal will be shadowing Coach Knox. So uh, when Knox graduates in May 2021, he will have his master's degree in sport and exercise, physio or exercise psychology, correct, Knox? Yes, sir. So then uh, once Knox graduates, then Strobus will take over Knox's position. So it's uh, ever-flowing, um, but I think – one thing you need to understand, it has not always been like this. So back in the day when D and I first got here, we either had zero or maybe one volunteer um, intern that was helping us out in our program. Then when D and I took over the Olympic sports strength program around 2013, we spent a lot of our time trying to get unpaid interns each and every semester. So we were you know, looking through resumes, on-phone interviews, constantly um, throughout the year, trying to get quality young strength coaches on board with us. And typically we would only have them for one semester. And then once 2015 rolled around, we were spending so much time trying to find people that wanted to be strength coaches, willing to work for free or for class credit, whatever, whatever we could offer to them. And it was getting harder and harder and harder. So eventually we finagled some positions, got some money in the budget, and we were able to bring on um, a, 
a couple extra paid interns that would stay with us for the entire academic year. And that has grown to what we have established now with, like I said, that we will have five paid coaching assistants assisting us um, through the, the entire year and not just for one semester. And I believe that has made a huge impact on what we a are able to accomplish as a strength staff and strength coaches. Uh, D, I obviously just rambled off a, a lot of information there. Is there anything you want to touch on? Because it, those who don't know, D is uh, our internship coordinator. He spends tireless hours trying to make sure we are growing and developing in that area. Anything you want to add, D? So yesterday I was on a call um, and talking with a bunch of internship coordinators across the country, and it just seemed like there was a ton of coordinators out there that are just doing the job by themselves. Um, and they feel like they're very, very overwhelmed with the program, the development, and where it's going and the course that it's going. At the end of the day, you know, after talking with them, I, the biggest thing with our program is the collaboration of our entire staff. Um, sitting down just starting in January and starting to put our plan together of, you know, what's the summer going to look like for the development? What are we going to send in the month of February, March, April, May? so that they're prepared. I think, you know, doing that stuff on the forefront in our program, you know, takes away a lot of those headaches when it comes to the summer. During the summer, we're trying to develop for the fall, you know, for the fall, we're trying to develop for the spring. Um, but again, that isn't just one individual making a decision. That's our entire staff. If we have to separate into different categories to, um, you know, from professional development to leadership to coach teach, we all come back together as one and talk about, hey, where can we improve off of this? Um, so that collaboration piece for our staff is huge. Um, the one thing that we found out kind of in, in our time with Spurlock and myself is, you know, we started getting some internal candidates, you know, from the University of Kentucky. And we were finding out that getting people out of state um, that are willing to travel and work for free, the work ethic is, is way different and there's nothing you know there's there's you know people out there that do come from the University of Kentucky and ended up being string conditioning coaches that are really really good people um, and I'm not saying that you know people from you know in in the department don't work hard but the work ethic that comes from people that want to travel for free you can't replace that um, and you know Everybody that we brought in, like we just had a Zoom the other day and, and to have 30 some people on there that are former interns and that have been from all over the country, you know, from Washington to from Hawaii to Maine. I mean, we're going from, you know, Maine to California all the way across the country with everybody that we're picking. Um, the one thing I think that is like developed our program just over the past, you know, 10 years is, you know, asking the question, are we just wanting to get exposure for our interns? Or are we wanting to give them an experience? Um, and I think it's more of an experience for them, like get the experience from our program so we can either develop you into another intern at another school, um, or we're, we're getting you ready uh, and prepared for a GA spot, or we're getting you ready and prepared for a full-time spot. So this is just a couple points that I wanted to bring up, Spurlock. Uh, I think that's great to to finish with that because we do have young strength coaches that come into our, our um, coaching assistant positions. And we do have people that come in that are extremely green, meaning that they don't have 
much or any experience coaching in a collegiate weight room. Um, but then we do have people that come in that maybe already have their master's degree. And I'm going to lead into a conversation with Q right now, but I can think of uh, Coach Q, um, Jenkins. Uh, we've had people that have come into our, our internship just needing more experience. And what I think we do an excellent job of is it's not a, a blanket curriculum where it's like, even though the, the 20, the 22 year old, um, inexperienced strength coach that's right out of college, isn't it doing the exact same thing that Q, how old are you? 27, 27. He's 20. He's an old man. He's an old man. He's 27 year old. Um, still a young strength coach but a 27 year old man that has already has his master's master's degree and something that is unique to coach Q is that him deciding to be a strength coach is kind of the decision he didn't make right off the bat he uh, was actually a baseball and a softball coach uh, actually the head coach of the softball team at, at, at uh, the college where he got his undergrad um, and I kind of want to lead into that conversation Q so you did have a lot more experience coaching, maybe not coaching strength and conditioning, but actually coaching and understanding the ins and outs of athletics. How has that helped you in terms of being a strength coach? And then I want you to lead into how much you feel, felt you have developed over uh, essentially this past year, because we're coming up on your one year anniversary of being a Kentucky strength coach. So just talk about your experience prior to you getting here and then how much you have developed since your time here. Uh, yeah, first, I just want to say thank you, Coach Spurlock and Coach D, for just the opportunity to be a coaching assistant here, and then just everything you've put into me, myself, and then all the other interns and those that are on staff. So uh, that work does not go as much as appreciated from other departments, uh, but y'all really uh, give so much of yourselves to us, and we can't thank you enough for that. Uh, but yeah, just going off of that, uh, so I was 25, uh, I was one week before the spring semester in 2018, uh, athletic director uh, was like, hey, like our head softball coach, uh, she just left to take a full-time job down in Florida, asked me to uh, kind of step in and take over as an interim head coach uh, where I was working with baseball. Uh, so I had to make the decision. I was like, hey, like these girls like need a coach, they need somebody to step in because uh, I knew I would want somebody to do that for me if I was in their situation. Uh, so I took over that role. Um, a week into school, uh, had no assistant, had 36 softball players, had to worry about a JV team, a varsity team, uh, had to worry about trying to teach two classes on top of that that I've never had experience uh, teaching. You had, a, you had to teach classes? Had to teach two classes. So I had to I teach. I mean, one was racquetball, so it wasn't like that hard. But another one was uh, concepts of athletic training. Uh, and so let our listeners know it was what school and what level? Uh, so it was Williams Baptist University. Uh, it was NAI, so it's in small town uh, Arkansas. It's like Walnut Ridge, Arkansas. We had about 500 uh, students total on campus. So when you worked there, you had to wear many hats. Uh, so that had had me uh, adjust on the fly really, really quick and kind of learn through trial and fire, um, which that's something that Coach D. Uh, and Coach Twerlock and even Knox know about being at a smaller school uh, before you get to Kentucky. Um, it's like, hey, you, like you got to go trial by error. Um, so that's something that y'all two have been really key in is our development. It's like, hey, like we're going to let you fail, 
but also like we're gonna let you succeed as well because you can't grow without failure um and so i think that's something that's been really key and important to all of our development is allowing us to fail at the same time but also setting us up for success in the long run so going off of that i think the biggest thing for development for me uh was just preparing me for a full-time role uh like you mentioned i was basically coach d's assistant uh and spent most of my time with baseball uh, so that was like being able to fill in for coach d when he had other obligations uh, to sit in during staff meetings, you know, program for the red shirt guys, uh, be able to run warm-ups and lifts uh, when Coach D had other things he had to take care of. Uh, and that took a lot of trust in him uh, and me. So I think that's the biggest thing is once you get to a spot that you're not really comfortable with or, you know, trying to present yourself and get respect, it's like you got to build that trust right off the bat. And I think that's something having head coach experience uh, learning how to build a culture, how to manage personalities, how to handle, you know, all the administrative things that, you know, Coach Spurlock and Coach D have to go through on a daily basis. I think that allowed me to connect to the staff really quickly and to gain that trust. I think one thing to make mention of is all of our, our young strength coaches, our coaching assistants, um, even when they're working with us in the summer as volunteer interns, we always have a programming project for them. So we want to make sure they're growing and developing in that area. But one thing how Hughes uh, programming project was a lot different than even Strobus's uh, is because Q actually was programming for the red shirt baseball group. So instead of it being a um, uh, kind of a sport that we would just give him and say, hey, do your needs analysis, make sure you're push-pull ratios are okay, and then it never really gets implemented. Q's programming project was, hey, you need to think this through because it's actually going to be implemented with this group of athletes. So kind of, I just want to throw that out there so everybody understands that uh, even though all of our interns do a programming project, this is how it's a, a little bit different just based on the implementation of um, having Q write that up so a group of athletes really had to go through it. Anything else you want to add, Q? Uh, yeah, so just going off of that, like, that helped me, like, learn super quickly being, you know, only having one previous internship uh, without that much programming experience. It was like, hey, like, you got to be on your, like, P's and Q's and dot your T's and cross your, you know, and I's um, really quickly because, you know, like, you're about to go in there and, you know, work with student athletes. So I think that was the biggest thing for me in development is like being under being able to understand your why. And that's something that everybody preaches on staff is like, hey, like you got a program, but at the same time, like you need to be able to defend and explain what you're doing and why you're doing and not just, you know, write it on a piece of paper. And that's something I think everybody on staff and especially you, Coach Spurlock and Coach D have really held me accountable um, to that is being able to grow and develop and explain why you're doing things. Yeah, that's always great uh, to be able to do that. And that's definitely a necessary skill. Uh, even to add on what I just mentioned is, you know, as you're writing this program, you are in charge of that group. So even when it came to um, communicating with the athletic trainer about injuries and modifications, you had to be a forward thinker and make sure you were taking care of that. And then if there were any issues um, whether a student app, a baseball player was late or missed the lift, you were communicating that with um, the sport coach. So, uh, it, you know, that's, I think that just is a great example 
on how we try to individualize our, our young strength coaches development. Um, do you got anything you, you want to add? No, one thing, one thing that I wanted to add to that is, you know, that trust is built really from the summer, you know, and you've got to be able to get, build that trust as fast as you can for that eight weeks, because, you know, we're choosing who's going to go in the baseball route and help me out on a day-to-day basis. You know, we're Spurlock, you know, you've got to choose somebody that's going to help you with women's basketball and volleyball on a daily basis. Um, so building that trust in eight weeks is probably one of the hardest things for us to do, you know, and who we're going to pick. But a lot of that comes to, you know, the, the process of us interviewing them prior to getting here, you know, and finding out who is the person that has the high character and high integrity. Um, you know, that's kind of what I look at it as. And, and for Q, like, you know, him working alongside of me for, you know, the entire year, he met, you know, a ton of people just in the facility. And at the end of the year, it's like, I don't, he doesn't need a recommendation, you know, not just from Spurlock myself or the rest of the staff, it's going to come from all of those sport coaches um, and the impact that he made on their teams um, at the end of the day. So. Awesome. And I kind of want to dive a little bit deeper into uh, what D was touching in on. So we have our summer interns and then we're going to keep a handful of those on for the uh, fall and spring semester. So Coach Q's position worked directly with Coach DeVrent. He still helped out with a couple other teams, but uh, his main responsibility is to make sure that Coach D's baseball, softball, and gymnastics team were taken care of. On my end, which my sports are women's basketball and volleyball, I had Coach Justin McKenna. He, uh, he helped out and uh, observed some, uh, some other teams, just like Coach Q, but his main job was to help me at the Joe Craft weight room where volleyball and women's basketball train. And then we're going to move on to Coach Strovis, uh, Coach Strovis uh, and Coach Mendoza. They were kind of uh, not really tied to one full-time strength coach. Sometimes Strobus was in Nutter weight room helping Coach BMAC. Sometimes he was in Shively weight room helping Coach Wood. Uh, same thing with Mendoza. So they kind of floated around a little bit and um, were, were able to see a um, have uh, have more of a variety of the teams that they they assisted with, but. You know, originally, like I mentioned before, Strovis was really only supposed to be with us as a summer intern and then for the fall and spring of 19 and 20. But he did such a great job that uh, typically around this time and uh, this summer, we'd be looking into figuring out who would be replacing Coach Knox. Uh, Strobis did such a good job that we decided to keep him on board for the long haul, and he will eventually be the person that replaces Knox. So Strobus, I want you to touch in on how much you have developed since summer of 2019 when you stepped on campus. Yeah, I think um, like just like if I really think globally about this, the I really think there's going to be a before and an after, not only in like my career when I leave Kentucky, but in my life. Um, we train athletes at a very, very high level, but we also develop the, you know, you guys develop your interns at a very, very high level. Um the demands on that, they are high, but you guys give us a path, you give us the tools, you give us the resources to kind of meet that level. And it's, it's completely amazing to me, you know, if I look back and think how it was, you know, I was this 22 year old green that had just graduated undergrad and moved across the country to Kentucky. I think back then and I think back now and I'm like, holy smokes, man, like this, I feel like a completely different individual. I feel like a completely different coach. 
And I think that just goes back to the fact that, you know, we have very, very strong core values within not only our athletic department, but our strength and conditioning department of stewardship, integrity, character, competitive greatness, and knowledge that that gives us kind of like pillars to really hold up our own development on, you know, whatever it is that we need to get out of the day or get out of the week or get out of the year or semester that we're here, we get it from you guys. Um, whether it's, we need to expand our knowledge. We need to get better on the floor. We need to develop better programming. It's all like, it's all resources that are given to us. If that makes sense. Absolutely. And one thing I wanted to touch on with Strobus is like he mentioned, he came to us in the summer 2019, just like coach Q did. Uh, not a lot of experience. Uh, I, I guess you drove here from Washington, right? Oh, yeah. In the summer. So yeah. packed up his, his car and drove across the country and came to Lexington. Um, one thing I can viv vividly remember about Strobus, and it's still a part of him today, is just his energy and his passion. Uh, so that was a big reason why we decided to keep him on as a coaching assistant for the fall and spring. Uh, but one thing he brought to our staff was some intangibles. So he's really good at graphic design. He is the reason that we have been able to start this podcast because there's no way, and I shouldn't say no way, but I didn't have the time to figure out uh, how to record it, edit, actually get it up on iTunes and Spotify. And he's been able to do that um, swiftly and with very, very few hiccups. So if you are a young strength coach and you are listening to this, sometimes it's not just about uh, the X's and O's in strength and conditioning, you have to have those intangibles that set you apart. And that's exactly what Strobus brought to us. Um, in which was, and that's a big reason why we decided to keep him on for the long haul and have him replace Knox as a GA. Uh, D, you want to add anything on Strobus? Well, just off of that, I actually just talked about him uh, and Knox yesterday um, on you know, to make a well-rounded strength conditioning program, um, it, you know, you've got to have all areas covered, you know? So like, if you, you want to promote your, your internship program, like, well, you this day of age, you have to use social media. Um, again, like our full-time staff is very, very busy on a day-to-day -day basis, just dealing with teams, administrative duties. Um, that's where other people grow as coaches. And it goes through the interview process where, um, you choose wisely and you choose the right people based off of the knowledge and the different things that they bring to the table. Uh, when we ask the question, um, what can you bring different to our staff? Um, and you know, it can't be, Hey, I work hard because everybody in our industry is working hard on a day-to-day -day basis just because of the long hours. But at the end of the day, we want somebody that's different, that, that brings something different and brings a different topic up, um, that they can bring to our staff to improve our staff. Um, so that's just one thing that I wanted to bring up. And I appreciate Strobus and Knox and all the, the time and effort that you guys put in on that social media page because that has uh, helped with the promotion of our internship program. That's a great point that Dee brings up because we can teach you how to be a really good strength coach. We can take you through uh, on the floor coaching drills, uh, make sure you have the knowledge and experience with programming. But what we can't do is make you a good person. So if you don't have a high level of integrity and character, it's going to be really hard for us to teach you that, especially as a, as a person in their 20s. If you don't have it by now, it's, it's, it's probably not going to happen. 
But then on top of that, it, from a social media standpoint, D and I can't teach you guys how to do that. That's something that you bring to the table. I can't teach you how to be uh, or how to excel at graphic design. Uh, so just speaking to these point, th those things are so great. And it's important that if you're a young strength coach applying for a job, you can highlight those things in your interview or on your resume. Uh, next thing I want to move on to is Coach Ken Knox. Knox started with us in the summer of 2018. And he, is, he has finished up his first year of grad school. So summer 2018, he came in. We kept him on board as a coaching assistant for that follow, following academic year. He replaced uh, Alicia Carrillo when she graduated with her master's degree. And now he has had one full year of being in charge of the teams that he is in charge of, in charge of. and then um, he's going to be moving into his second and last year of his GA role. And like I mentioned before, Strobus will be shadowing him. So when Knox does graduate in May 2021, Strobus will be able to pick off, pick up uh, exactly where Knox left off. Knox, I want you to touch on um, when you got to us in June 2018, you know, where you felt like you were as a strength coach to where you are now. Absolutely. I would definitely say, like you mentioned earlier, I've grown a lot since then. And I want to thank you, Dee, and the rest of the staff for all of that and helping me get to the point I am now. But when I first got here, I was definitely more on the, I was mature, but I was definitely not as mature as I am now. And I felt like the biggest way that you all have helped me grow and kind of mature in these past two years is by you all treating me like a full-time staff member. And I feel like that's kind of helped me with that by embracing and welcoming responsibilities that you've given me. And through that, I feel like you all have put me in positions that I feel like a typical GA wouldn't necessarily get the opportunity to be in. And that's just helped my development tremendously in the past two years whether it be just staff meetings, just talking with different, different administration, communication through email or text, you all are always including me and in making sure that I feel like a full-time staff member and I'm able to get those full-time staff member experiences. And I feel like that's what the staff at Uni the University of Kentucky does to set itself apart is you can have a really good strength and conditioning program and you can have all the knowledge, but it's about how you make the parts around you feel. And I definitely feel like you all have made me feel included, especially these past two years. And what I've noticed mostly, and I've noticed it probably within my first year, I have a couple of stories, but there's plenty of times where I felt like I didn't necessarily live up to the expectations or the opportunities of myself or the staff. And I felt like you all didn't really care about me messing up or you did care about me messing up, but what you cared about more was how I responded to that situation. So you might have not been happy that I messed up, but what mattered to you mostly was, okay, Knox up, let's make sure that he responds to this and make sure he responds well to this and moves on from this and let's see how he grows and becomes a leader. And I feel like that's definitely the biggest thing so far that has stuck out to me. And the couple of stories I have is I remember – Specifically, I was working, I was a landscaper right before I got here and I was doing that job and D called me and he was like, it was all casual. I was kind of confused why he was calling me, but 
he called me because I hadn't responded to the email that he sent out to the interns in May. And after that, I was like, yeah, why, why, why would you think I didn't get the email? And he was like, oh, I just wanted to make sure. And I went back and checked the email and it clearly said at the bottom, please respond to this to make sure I know you've read it at its entirety. And I was thinking, well, I've just screwed up my entire chances of possibly getting a graduate assistantship at the University of Kentucky. And I mean, I thought I worked hard throughout the summer. We see where I'm at now, but even then they've given me more opportunities and I felt like I necessarily didn't live up to certain expectations. And I remember specifically one day when I was a coaching assistant, uh, it was either Spurlock or D for sure, but I did something that I know disappointed them. And I was feeling all like really good before that, thinking, oh, I've done really well, but then I did that. And I stumbled upon this Winston Churchill quote, had no idea who the guy was or anything, but literally later that day, as coincidental as it is, I stumbled upon this quote that said, success is not final, failure is not fatal, and it's the courage to continue that counts. And what this meant to me was that your highest of highs and your lowest of lows don't define you. It's how you respond to all those moments that really define you and set up your growth. So I could do really well. And if I have a few bad moments after that, no one cares about how well I did. Or I could do really bad and I could do really well after that. And everyone forgets about how poorly I did recently. And that just really set with me, especially after I know I disappointed at least one of them. And it's just, like I said, the responsibilities and the opportunities that they give me to step up and take responsibility for that's really happened or really helped me develop. And granted, I may not feel comfortable with taking them at first, but I know I have two options in that moment. And it's either I'm going to step up and I'm going to try to make them proud and live up to their expectations, or I'm probably not going to do as well and I'm going to learn from it, but I know I'm going to do it better the next time they give me that opportunity. First off, I have never heard Knox talk so much. You just you just talk for like five minutes straight. I've never heard you talk so much. Second thing, I want to go back to one of the first thing you said is that you, when you came to us, uh, you were 22 years old. Uh, we did view you as somebody that emotionally was a lot mature than some of the younger strength coaches that come into our program. And one thing I remember about Knox is that you know, and I tell the staff this all the time, I make mistakes every day. We just got to be able to learn from it. And there are some people that need a kick in the pants when uh, they screw up because maybe they're not grasping the, um, the magnitude of their mistake um, and they're not learning from it. But if you make a mistake, you learn from it, you communicate with those around you like, hey, uh, this is what happened. This is how I'm going to make adjustments in the future. Then you're good to go. And that's something that you were able to do um, even when you got to us as a 22-year-old. And I also want to make it a point that Knox dropped the F word. So we have gone how many episodes, Strobus? This is episode 12. 12. And I, and I 13. And I cuss all the time, Knox. And I'm on every single episode. You're on one episode and you say the F word. Now we have to put like explicit <laughs> language. It's going to get flagged by uh, the explicit content filter on. Yeah, explicit content. So I know Knox will learn. You'll learn from that. You'll learn from that. Um, next thing I wanted to touch on, um, I jotted down after Knox said the F word. Uh, <laughs> uh, 
you know, one thing we do is we treat our strength coaches that are in our graduate assistant role, just like they're full time. Um, and I think that's another thing that sets our program apart. And I really do not like referring to Knox or whoever's in that role as a graduate assistant or a GA, because there's a certain stigma that goes along with that, especially when it's on a resume. So when Knox starts applying for um, jobs after he graduates next year, if he has GA on there, they automatically assume that he does not have experience and he's not equipped to take on a full-time role, which is so far from the truth when you uh, come through our program. So he's meeting with coaches, athletic trainers. He does have so, a little bit of uh, overvision just because he is uh, not as experienced as D and I, but that's just a result of his age. Uh, but we try to set our, and really I just call them strength coaches. They're strength coaches that we, we don't pay a salary. We pay them by taking care of their tuition. And they get a stipend. Everything else is pretty much the same. They're certified. They have you know, similar roles and responsibilities. They're programming for their teams. They're meeting with sport coaches. They're in constant communication with our athletic trainers, uh, dietitians, sports psychologists. Um, so that, that's one thing I wanted to throw out there to make it known that just because we pay them through taking care of their tuition, giving them, giving them a stipend as opposed to the salary, salary does not take away um, from the experience they have gained here. And one thing, uh, kind of going back to what has set Knox apart since summer 2018, and he continues to do it today, is he's always looking for ways that he can help. So a day doesn't go by, or, you know, it might be in the middle of the day, it might be right before he leaves for the day, but he'll just check in and say, hey, um, is there anything I can do to help? I got done with X, Y, and Z, but hey, could I help you out with this? And you know, it's just the act of him thinking about it, knowing that he wants to make an impact. And there are some times where I'm just like, nope, it's, I'm all good. But there's other times where uh, he'll ask on a like, yes, absolutely. Please take care of this for me. And it's uh, something that has made him stand out as a young strength coach since it's summer of 2018. Uh, I'll pass it off to D now. D, is there anything else you want to touch on with Knox or our our, our internship? Uh, one thing that I wanted to say about Knox is when we we were going through through the selection process, and after we were done, and we chose Knox as um, to stay on to be the GA. I asked him like, "What was your main goal uh, over the summer to to take over that GA spot?" He says. I knew that my ultimate goal was to be the GA at the University of Kentucky, and I was going to do everything in my power to get that position. Um, and it showed through all of his work from being the first one that showed up, you know, every single day uh, into work, taking over the cleaning duties, the inventory duties, uh, being the person that walked into the front office and said, you know, is there anything that I can do to help at this time? Like always going outside of the box that from the materials and, and the you know agenda that we had for all of our interns, he was always stepping outside of that box to be able to, to bring more to our staff. So that's one thing that I want to bring up about Knox. Um, the last thing was, is as you know, he grows to, to turn into a more of a full-time role, um, that changes. You know, your, your responsibilities are much more than a GA. Um, and, and he's found that out, you know? So like when he first started in the first year, 
um, my personality towards him was a little bit different than it is now. And we, we've had that one-on-one -on -one conversation before and when things were a little bit hard for him in the fall. But I told him in, in that one-on-one -on -one conversation was, you know, I am going to change my personality. I am going to be harder on you because we need to develop you to take over more responsibilities as turning into that full time. Um, you have to be comfortable being uncomfortable at the end of the day, you know, and that's one thing that I say to all of my teams and all of the interns um, is we're going to have hard conversations with you on a daily basis, a weekly basis. But at the end of the day, we still love you. Um, and, and we're just looking out for the best interest of you and your well-being well-being and, and growing into a full-time role. So again, in Knox, he's grown a ton in the last year. He, he still has a ways to go and he knows that. Um, but again, I appreciate everything that he's done for this program and developing uh, and going off of what Spurlock said, that is the most that Knox has ever talked in his entire life. I was more impressed by Knox just, you know, talking for a constant eight to nine minutes. So hats off to you, big dog. Good job, Knox. Thanks, guys. Can I say one more thing? Yeah, what you got? So going off the help, just some advice to younger strength coaches. When you ask, like, your supervisor or whatever if they need help with anything, don't just do it just to, like, make yourself look better or check it off the list. What I learned at a very, like, young age and when I was going through life is everyone above me or everyone that's helped me out or taught me something – I want my job to be to make their life easier. So I don't just say, Spurlock, can I help you with anything just to say it? I say it because my goal for Spurlock is to literally make his job easier for him. Same with D, same for everyone that literally has helped me out in some aspect of my life. I think that's a great way to end it. And I hope everybody listening to this episode has gained some perspective on our internship program where we were years ago to what we have developed now. And I appreciate Hugh Strobus and Knox and Dee uh, for their comp contributions to this effort. Um, and I, it's been great to, you know, hear each one of them talk about their experience here at Kentucky. If you have any questions for us or comments for us, please don't hesitate to email us at ukstrength at uky.edu. Thanks and go Cats.